a graphic novel intended to show kids that they're valued and can have purpose in their lives. That's what Jay, you might know him as Drunk3PO on Twitter, is about to publish. On today's show, he talks about his first graphic novel, Acromatic Chronicles Blue, the inspiration behind it, and why he decided to become a writer on top of being a YouTuber. I'm Jay Shear, this is How Stories Work, and today we're talking about solving real-world problems through the art of storytelling. For more information about Jay's project, Acromatic Chronicles Blue, see the link in the show notes. Welcome to the show, Jay. Thanks for joining me. I've got oh a my bunch gosh. of questions for you. Oh, you're just zo that. we're zooming in. <laughs> I, I, I love that. I love that. Way to start the interview. <laughs> whenever I want, whenever I want to get into a really deep question, we're just going to zoom into your face like that. <laughs> That's perfect. I love it. Um, Jay, you've How got a graphic novel coming out. You've got a graphic yeah, novel. Yeah, yeah. A little something. Yeah, it's cool. What's the name of your book and what it's about? Uh, it's called Acromatic Chronicles Blue, and it's about, it's actually about a group of young people who live in a town that's, uh, they, they're kind of trapped and conformed in a place uh -huh. where not allowed to ask questions, not allowed to be anything other than what they are told that they can be. And one character, John, he just like, can't stand it. He's like, something's going on. Something's going on. And, uh, he ends up discovering the color blue achromatic means without color and uh, he ends up discovering the color blue and building a unique friendship with the color blue and blue takes him on some crazy adventures and he discovers his purpose and his value in the town that he lives in so wow so there's some deep meaning in this there's the, there's there's lots of like you're going somewhere with this yeah um I, I used to teach in uh, inside a classroom as a fifth grade. I was a fifth grade teacher. Okay. And we had, we, we it wasn't in the public school setting. So it was kind of like a lot of second chance uh, students either got kicked out of public school or dealing with a lot of things. And so I just saw a bunch of 10 and 11 year olds for, for several years that just felt like they had no purpose or value in this world because they weren't like, others that were getting a lot of spotlight they weren't rich they weren't they didn't have a big social media following they didn't have whatever it was they were just like i i just have no value because look where i live look what i have look at the shoes i wear and they were just putting all these value mm -hmm. in things that didn't mean anything you know it's like it wasn't uh... important and so there was one day i was out at uh at a park uh -huh. and i just had this like I was like, I should make like a collection of stories about younger people that that feel the same way, that have the same anxieties and fears, and and uh, and in those stories, they they do find their purpose and value in this world. And I thought it would, I thought it would be kind of cool to have that. And so maybe some of these young people might end up reading these stories and stuff, and and realize they don't have to be, they don't have to be the best at everything. Mm. or or like a superstar or have a, a large social media following or whatever they put their mm. value in to uh to have purpose in this world so oh i love that man that's awesome <clears throat> so how, now how do you how do the characters in this story and then how does this relate to real life too how do how do people find purpose and value in your mind like where, where does this come from where does that where does that uh intent to live a life that has purpose 
and see yourself as valuable? Where do some of those things come well, from? Well, I, I think for many of us, not just young people as, as well, I think a lot of us have like passions and dreams and things that mm -hmm. we would like to accomplish. And, and it, it might be even more than just goals. Like I know there's some people that maybe want to write a book or start a podcast or be an artist or be whatever like they feel is inside of them. Some people just want to work with animals. Some people want to travel and work with orphans. Some people just want to help in their community. You know, some people just want to be tutors. It, it, the list can go on and on and on of what people feel like they can accomplish or goal. And, and if they if they live in that in that dream of theirs and their passion of theirs, uh, that's where you find your purpose and your value in this world. The problem is, is that we as humans, we love to dream big, right? We like to dream big. And when we begin to tell our dreams and stuff to to other people, they immediately are like, oh, man, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're too old for that. You're too young for that. You're not this. You don't have enough money. You don't have the talent. You don't have this. And our dreams that we have begin to, you know, like kind of die within. Mm. And we begin to believe lies that we are told from others that are just trying to like, you know, stop our dreams before it even happens. And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, you know what? Maybe, maybe my time has passed or maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not smart enough. And then when you uh, believe like lies, they, they become truths in your own mind and you mm. feel like you just go through the motions and there's, you know, you, you wonder about purpose and life and value in your own self. And uh, you, you can't you can't do that. You can't do mm. that. You got to you got to take a chance and, and, and go for it, whether you succeed or fail. And like even like putting out this graphic novel, that's something I've never done before. And believe yeah. me, uh, this has been like a three, three, three year, three plus years project mm. that I that I put together. And believe me, there's a lot of people that were like, Jay, you can't even like uh, put a tweet out without proper grammar. Like how in the world <laughs> are you going to put a book together, you know, for people to enjoy? It, it's it. There was a lot of naysayers, but there's also you find I I've, I ended up finding the right people mm. to give me that criticism. But in a way mm. where it's like, I'm not trying to tell you not to do it, but I'm going to tell you, like, maybe fix this a little bit and work on mm. this. Because then it will help you get to where you need to be in, in, in like what you're trying to do. So like That's once awesome. you surround yourself with people like that and you kind of push the other people outside that are just like, man, you ain't going to do that. Like that, that, that ain't going <laughs> to work. That's not this. And you start listening to the right people. Uh, it's, it's amazing how how far you can, you know, take your dreams and passions and stuff like that. So that's cool well first of all let me say that i love the i love the premise and i love the fact that the premise comes from a real place where you got to you got to be around people kids in this case yeah that needed a purpose and needed to value themselves like you said they were valuing things but they needed to value themselves so i love where this story comes from that's that's super cool and then you surrounded yourself you you took your own advice and you said no i yeah. have i want to get this out here i want to value what i'm doing you took your own advice and you got that out there. What are some of the ways? So this channel is, you know, we talk a lot about like how stories work, but part of how stories work are the inputs we get, like you just mentioned. How did you go about ensuring that you found the right kind of people to give you the right kind of input? And how did you know, like, oh, these are not the right people and these are the right people? So the first thing that I did is I began, whether I knew them or not, if they had mm -hmm. any type of uh, social media I, I kind of followed people that that were doing it already. 
mm. um, that that were putting out graphic novels and writing for a younger audience. Just follow to see what they were doing, you know, and see if they just kind of gave out any information. And, and, and you'd be surprised that a lot of people that are doing what you are trying to do are out there sharing the exact same thing that they went through. And so it, it, believe me, YouTube is is a bigger resource than people probably realize. You just type anything in there and, <laughs> and if you can filter through some of the other stuff, it, it's uh, it, there's a lot of stuff out there. I mean, even like, hey, so you want to write a book, huh? Well, let's get these things going. And there also are a lot of free tools out there to get uh, get your stuff organized. So that's the first thing that I did was I was just kind of like, how did they do it? What did they do? And 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 it's when you're gathering information on something like that, it's kind of like eating. I, I think it's like it's kind of like eating fruit. You know, you eat the good parts and you spit out the stuff you don't that you don't really doesn't really pertain to you so much. Right. And then once I gathered like uh, some information, I, I, I just began to reach out to uh, to people in there, whether they answered me back or not, you know, and just mm. said, hey, I have a few questions. You know, I'm not looking for a handout, just like, what about this? What about that? What about this? And and for the most part, you'd be surprised that people will, they will answer you back. And so I I got a lot of information to go in a you know to where i was heading mm. in the book and then it, it it just that that's basically where it was at it was just kind of watching seeing if someone is successful at something that you want to do mm. then you should just watch and see what they're doing you know <laughs> right. it, 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 that's just how it is and I know a lot of people are like oh you're gonna copy them it's not about copying them it's just seeing like you know how they laid their foundation to get to where they are you know, and and there's there's nothing wrong with that because if that's where you want to be and somebody's doing it well, then hey man, find out what they're doing and learn from them and watch them and and see and then take different pieces that that can help you and what you're trying to do to just get there. I think the biggest the biggest failure that people do, and and I was guilty of this for a while until it's almost like I had to re rethink, uh, mm -hmm. change the way I was thinking. Is um, you kind of like expect others to do work for you mm. so it's so uh it you know it's like well i'm putting this together hey i'm friends with so-and-so they better you know i'm assuming they will help me if they if they really call themselves my friends oh yeah and 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 i i say it's like you gotta just put it all just do it yourself and if they see what you're doing and they want to come and help that's a bonus mm. Yeah. But if we have this attitude of like, well, so-and-so should do this and so-and-so should do that for me just because I used to do that, it you're setting yourself up for frustration, mm. for failure, for aggravation. And, and and it's it's like that doesn't help anybody. You know, it just right. doesn't help anybody. Um, it, it it's very it's but it, as humans, like it's very hard not to fall into that category of saying, Well, that person helped that guy. Why can't he help me? You know, and it's like have the mentality of I'm going to do this all myself. I'm just yeah. going to learn. I'm going to gather information. And if they decide to to say, hey, what's going on over there? It's like, let, let me give you a little boost and then, then consider that like a blessing, you know, <laughs> consider yeah. it a blessing. You'll be much happier. You know, you won't compare yourself to others, which is a big no, no in this field as well. And um, uh, you'll you'll see you'll you'll just be happier in the process. At least that's, that's what I, that's what I think. So. 
No, I agree. I've had the I've had a little bit of the opposite experience because I'm kind of one of those people that's kind of a um, I'm just going to do everything myself, right? Mm -hmm. And and the problem with that perspective is if you if you have a mindset that because you're you're a very you're a very I would call you a very gregarious, friendly, like per like you you get along. I don't know that you don't get along with anybody, man. Like you get along with everybody, um, and right. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do a great job. And I think that part of that is uh, part of that is that's that comes easy to you. For me, um, I almost start in the opposite place, but too far in the opposite direction where I don't ask anybody to help at all ever. Right. And it's like, you no, know, probably like every once in a while when you do see people saying like, hey, I kind of want to be part of what you're up to, then open up and be like, yeah, we'd love to have you part of what we're up to. Like, what can we do? You know? As opposed to me going like, wait a minute, this is my thing over here that I'm doing. Like, I don't need any help with it. But I, I, I totally agree with you. Like, there's this happy medium of saying like, hey, look, if this is if I'm passionate about this and this is the story that I want to tell, then this needs to get it out into the world with what I'm capable of putting together. And if you can bring other people into it and grow it from there, then do that. Because I think I that's agree. where that's where people like me can get caught up and be like, oh, no, I don't know. I'm just going to do it myself um and it's always that's always a little bit dicey now you <laughs> did you write this and did you do the art or do you have a do you have an artist that you're working with like how did that work yes yeah, so i put i put this story together i outlined it and i began uh writing it down and mm. originally the story was like like this like 10 10 encyclopedias <laughs> and <clears throat> i was you know, I was directed to contact creative art, creative writer editors is what they called themselves, where oh, yeah. they could kind of like see different um, different works and, yep. and kind of put them in different places. So I, I did one. I paid for one. And this person was like, you know, this story would it would go better if you put this section here and this section here. And and we finally like got down to talking about why don't we cut this story up into like six different parts. Oh. and so the first one is blue and it's like if we get to like the others if, if that happens it'll be like primary and secondary colors so cool um and not to give away too much but so we so we got down to the book that we have now and after writing it um i hired another creative uh editor uh -huh. And he helped a lot as well as like shaping, forming it. Hey, why don't you add this? Hey, let me help you add this. And and so his name was Andrew and he did an excellent job in, in uh, helping me just put the whole thing together and adding parts that I was missing that I needed mm -hmm. to add in the story to make it, you know, under, you know, people can understand what's going on. Yeah. A lot of times, like we see this on social media, like especially on Twitter, people like like we think of something. And we just assume everybody understands what we're talking about and you throw it out there and people are right. like, Hey man, you're missing this. Or like, that doesn't make sense. And it's like, Oh yeah, because what I was trying to say was, and that, and that for me, who, who never really has written anything before, like that, mm -hmm. that was like probably my biggest problem. It was like the assumption of the reader should already know this, that uh, because it's already in my mind. So when I read a certain section, it's like, yeah, well, that fits in here. It's like, no, like we don't understand that section because you forgot to add this and this. So mm. they they really helped. Now, as far as an artist, uh, I went to several like web pages to like mm. hire an artist. And I just said, this is what I'm doing. This is what I would need. And several 
people reached out from all over the world actually mm. and they were sending their you know what they do their style of artwork mm-hmm. and i went with this artist named lily who lives in hawaii nice and uh she she loved the story and uh she was like an inspiring like she's just getting started and stuff and i loved working with her and she had the incredible task of taking the story that i had and converting it into a graphic novel mm. and i i just remember it was like the first draft she brought back it was like 80 80 pages maybe 90 and it was just missing like more parts of the story that i really i didn't want people to miss yeah so we went so the the total it's it's over 200 pages you know so it's wow. a big it's a big book yeah normal is like 40 to nine like 40 to 80 i think or 50 to 60 i think so it was it's a bigger it's a bigger book and but like when i just didn't want to compromise you know the storytelling um by by cutting pages so she was great and if we get to another one you know i messaged her and i was like hey so what's the deal she's like oh she she uh, she took a job and she might not be able to do the second one so it's like if we get to that point of the second one i might have to find another artist (laughs) you know you know to do that so but she was great like she was great and um, I'm very happy that the style that we have in the book, you know, that that we got is exactly what I what like what was envisioned in my mind. So that's awesome. She she knocked it out of the park. And I know a lot of people are like, as far as like criticism, people were like, oh, I don't like that artwork. I don't like that style. And and I totally get it. You know, it's it's like you have if you put something out there, you have to know that it's not going to appeal to everyone. Some people right. will be like, I like this. I don't like this. The artwork looks good. The artwork looks like trash. <laughs> and you have to understand that it's just like, you know, if you take 10 people to go to see a movie, they're all going to say something different. I like <laughs> yeah. this part. I didn't like this. And you're like, how could you not like that part? Like that's the best <laughs> part of the movie. It's like, how could you like that part? And, and you know, so it, it, it's just been a journey you know, with the, with the artwork and, and the story. And so I, the, 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 I just can't wait for people to get it in their hands. Yeah. And then just tell me what you think, you know? Right. You know, it's just, just like, ah, it was good, Jay. No, I missed it. Oh, it was like that. I loved it. Oh, I hated it. It's like, yeah, but just, you know, just be honest in your criticism. Yeah. Because all that does will help me if we get to the next one, you know, mm-hmm. I'll know, like, like I could take all that information and just, just be like, all right, let's, let's filter yeah. through this and see and see how we can how we can make it better yeah you know well sometimes i mean style of artwork so i i haven't worked extensively in the uh in the graphic novel area most of my stuff is either novels or it's uh, for the screen um but i've done a couple things with uh comic book graphic novel stuff and one of the things that i think that people they get a little bit myopic on. And again, this is your preference. You're allowed to have whatever preference you want, but but they associate a graphic novel with what they think artwork should be. And I can already tell from what you've told me about your story and then the artwork, it matches, It they mm. match, right? They, they It's like, okay, I can totally see where you're going with that style of art and that. It's not necessarily like you're going to see Superman showing up to Metropolis. Like that's yeah. not what you're doing, you know? um so i think that that, the the problem is too it's like i can't because there's so many like twists and turns it's like i can't show i I can only show like three or four pages you know and it's like yeah 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 i i just i don't want it spoiled you know like i don't i don't want to spoil this because it's definitely 
like my the way I see it, and I've given it out to several people that I trust that I know mm-hmm. that would look at it and say, "This ain't good, man." Like maybe you should try <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. or they'll say, "You got something here." And these are people that are in my life that I know will be honest with me, that they're not going to be like, yeah. whatever Jay gives me, I'm going to like. like I, yeah. I didn't want those people to go. And so I trusted them with their review before I even before I even, uh, you know, launched the campaign. I was yeah. just like, I, I need I need to know, you know, what what's going on. And and, you know, the, it, the response was the response was great. And that really helped me. Because they they really broke down a lot of the stuff and some stuff that I actually missed that they found in the story that I was like ah oh, yeah that's right that's right so it it, cool. it it's been a it's been a cool journey and so that's why I was like really proud to um, to launch this thing and then people will totally understand why blue is the first color that once you get to the certain part you're like aha aha <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's I get awesome. it now I get it so. That's so, so yeah. cool. Yeah, one of the things I, I encourage people to do a lot of times too, because um, Pixar was really revolutionary in the way that they made movies because, because they were making animated movies, they could actually make a film and show it to people in advance, right? Like, just like you're talking about, like you have a, you have a group of readers who are going to be honest with you and give you real feedback. And Pixar, at least they used to do that really, really well. I don't know if they're still doing that or not. Um, but I've tried to incorporate that same kind of thing into my writing. It's like, okay, so here are the people who will read this first. And these are the only people I trust to read it and yeah. tell me what's going on. You know what I mean? Um, and you have to f- make sure that those people are in your target market too. I've had like, several people read some of my stories in the past and they'll give me feedback. And I'll go, well, clearly it's not about the, the problem is not your problems with this story are not the story. Your problems with this story. It's like the artwork are, you just don't like Westerns or whatever yeah, it is, yeah, right? right? Like, so exactly. it's fine. I'll ask somebody else. Um, now the I'm I'm excited for people to to read this to read this book, and we'll talk about where they can find it, where they can get it. But you did something that's um, really interesting. Like you built in, in in the in the industry, we call it a platform. I actually don't like using that language. You built, but you build an audience, right? You built an audience because you started. You started a YouTube channel and you've grown that YouTube channel really well. Um, and then you decided to start with this project. And so I wonder, like, how how are is your how are your YouTube channels related to your project? Like, do you find that a lot of people in your audience will really love this book? Or is this for a separate kind of person? Or how do you bring the two together? That was uh that was a huge concern Mm. because the you know my youtube audience we talk pop culture we talk uh it started as a star wars channel like a few years it's like several years ago Mm. and like the the name drunk 3po was kind of a joke because me and some buddies were just like we would just talk like we would go on a live stream and just talk star wars and we all had like stupid star wars names like we just thought (laughs) we're funny in our own mind right and it, it was like uh yeah so like i if you know i i always say if i could go back and if i knew like where i was gonna be i'd probably say something else but here we are and so it's just it's kind of a meme at this point which is which is totally just fine and and so but we we started talking to our audience like we got to this place where it's like you can only say that things 
are not good for so long. Right. <clears throat> and people are just like, we get it. We get it. What are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? And it's like, well, mm. I've been working on this project. So little by little, I introduced my audience to this project. You know, I started talking about it two years ago. I'm like, I've been working on this, been mm. working on this. And and one of the reasons why it took so long, too, is because it, it cost it. It wasn't cheap to get to this place where I have this book in my hand. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it done before I again, like I some indie creators don't do that. And that's that's you know, that's all that whatever they do is is on them. Not here, don't yeah. no, no judgment or anything. Right. They have an idea and they're like they crowdfund it first, and then it's like now that I got the money, we can get the idea done. And mm-hmm. and that's usually how it works anyway, like with Kickstarters and stuff like that. And for me, it was uh, after speaking to several people, I was like, let me get I want to get the book done. And in my hands, I want to hold it. I want to see that it's real. And I want people to know that it's real, that I really went out there and did this. And I took the time and and things like that. And I when they saw that, mm-hmm. when they saw that, like they kind of like every now and then I just said, oh, here's an update on this. Here's an update. Then people started to exp- like they were waiting for it. And and then many of them kind of grab the idea you know like mm-hmm. uh they kind of hopped on with the passion like you know i'm looking forward to this jay like you, you talked about it you got this going on and you're starting to create and in this world where many people see what is being pushed on to younger people and a lot of people who really hate the direction of pop culture nowadays and mm-hmm. and some of the uh you know that's a whole nother topic to get into it was like they wanted to see more people create to find an alternative than than the status quo. So mm. when it finally was, when I was like, hey, it's about to happen in a month or so, I, I believe the majority of my audience was very excited, not only for me, but, you know, just because they saw this journey from like start start to finish. Well, it's not finished yet. They got to get it in their hands, but yeah um where they were so that that was a big that was an interesting thing because it's like you i could put this together and like i i was it's like hey this is for kids you know help me out guys like buy it you know i don't know if you'd like it but it's for the younger it's for young kids so that was something that's why i put my target goal like at ten thousand. like if we can just sell maybe a hundred i'm like all right and let's see what and and i felt like if people if those hundred people got it and they really enjoyed it. They'll share it. And I would take a bunch of these reviews and all this stuff and be and and maybe relaunch it again mm. and just say, you know, hey, look, you might have missed your chance because you thought of this. But this is what everyone's saying about it. Here's your chance to to pick it up again and see what see where we've gone. You know, yeah. I, I don't I would never even if 10 people bought it, like if just my mom bought it and like, you know, <laughs> like that's it. I, I still wouldn't consider it a a failure because of the journey um yeah to complete something you know i don't consider it a failure now uh financially or anything like that you could grade that on a different scale but uh mm-hmm. personally it's like you no one could ever come to me and say you complain a lot about what's going on in the school systems and stuff like that what did you do about that I did my own book you know it's like <laughs> right. you can't you can't say anything you can't say anything. So, but it, the the reception has been unexpected. Unex- I didn't think it was going to be like like it is now. So we're almost at sixty thousand um, dollars, close to eight hundred backers, um, wow. and people just being 
for a lot of people are saying for your first campaign that's that's uh unbelievably well so yeah that's amazing that's so that's so cool i'm glad people have gone out and supported that and especially especially because it's a good cause man like you're trying to change people's lives and you're trying to turn them onto a course where they have purpose and value that's that's amazing well a lot um, of people were telling me they're like they they a lot of people are skeptical at a lot of first time uh i guess campaigns like this yeah, because it's like I want to support you, Jay, but I just want to see if people are going to get the book and how they like it, and and so if you deliver, it's good. The product, everything, then people will trust you moving forward to the next one, and the next one might even be bigger than the than the than the first one. Yeah. So like, there's that as well, you know. Right. Some of my friends were like, "Hey, man, I'm selling a lot of books." It better not suck. <laughs> you better deliver, man. You better deliver everything that you said you're going to deliver. Like, don't screw this up because if you do this first one really well, there, there'll be no issues when the second one, the third one, you know, if you get to that, if you get to that point. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Now, as a person who has, as a person who has, you know, entered, entered the, the, the realm of pop culture commentary right um and as a person who is actually saying look i've identified problems that exist with pop culture that have a real world effect and you've seen it because you taught these kids right um what are some of the hallmarks you look for like what are some of the things that you go you know what like here's some of the things that i see that it just shows me that like you you mentioned one of them you said they people the kids valued things more than they valued themselves. What are some of those hallmarks that you see that you go, here's some real problems in the world, guys. And what what message would you give to people outside of the book? But what messages would you give to people like, hey, this is a problem that we really need to solve and we need to pay attention to? What does that look like for you? Um, I mean, that we can go really deep on that one. <laughs> um, I think I th one of the biggest issues for young people is social media. And what they see, we're in we're in such a different generation now than when I went to school, because mm -hmm. people kids now they're they, it's just the education has changed because they're they could search like they search like they're searchers they can they can find anything they want. Hey Google, you know, yeah, you know who's the first president of the United States? I don't need to know it because it's on my phone, right? So I don't need to know these things. Uh, I could just look it up. It's not a mm -hmm. it's not an issue and you know before when you know we had to memorize and everything now like they have uh you know like one of the problems that a lot of educators are dealing with is like ai paper writing because you know yeah. we could i could just go to like these these sites and believe me these 10 and 11 year olds know these sites well <laughs> right. right they're the right. ones that you're like i can't get my phone to work and this 10 year old will just be like hey, and also i got you a free subscription you know to netflix for a year so it's like that that's what they do but it's you know you just type in the word it's like uh george washington you know a thousand words biography of his early days and the, the computer will write it for you plagiarism yeah. free right wow. so it, it's it's a, it's a different time and, and so what a lot of these young people with with the influence of tiktok and things like that and, and their intention spans and stuff it's they're easily influenced as to what is what is the right way to live mm -hmm. the right way to think 
because they see the popularity of others doing it and making mm. money off of it as well. Mm. It's because like now when you ask young people what they what do they want to be when they grow up, like YouTube creator, like TikTok creators, like like number one, number two, you know, mm. things like mm. like, you know, back in my grandfather's day is like policeman, fireman, <laughs> mailman, you know, like those types of those types of jobs. And, and you know, it, the there was also a time where it was like, if you don't have a degree, you can't get a good job. Like that was like kind of taught to us. It's like, if you don't right. go to college, you know, you're not going to have a good job. And now it's like, I don't need to do, I don't even need to finish high school to be a millionaire. Right. I just got to get some viral videos going and you know, yeah, that's it. I'm done. You know, I'll just yeah. turn on the live stream. And, and so like the social media aspect has changed um just everything and these young people see themselves that they don't get and i just remember listening to him talking this wasn't that long ago uh i now teach online i'm online school teacher after the uh lockdowns i got a job offer to teach uh online so i I do that i don't do it full-time i just do it you know uh two two days a week okay and even still they you know they if they don't see themselves like growing on social media or something it's like they feel like a failure uh, and it's really bizarre to like because that's something i never thought about in my life like ever right, right. the fact that you know you have seventy thousand subscribers on a youtube channel is like i hang out with people that have millions right <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. like i look i look tiny and i just never thought like this would be like this would be like i never mm. thought it would you know it just kind of happened and but but these young people are like they just put their whole life into this mm. stuff where they go extreme 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 and it's it's really sad that that you know likes and comments are the their currency yeah you know like that's yeah. their currency so i think social media has a big problem also also what what i saw is so let's just take instagram real quick mm-hmm. when we when we post pictures when most people post pictures on instagram it's their best at a place that is exciting. Mm-hmm. And if you go through people's Instagram lives, it looks like, oh my gosh, they have the best life in the entire world. Like this person's <laughs> in Hawaii. This person saw an elephant. This person, like, you know, it's like all these things and the filters and everything. It makes us look younger, makes us look thinner, makes us look better. Make, it's just everything about, you know, that is, is it, it, when other people see it, that we're old enough to decipher and go, yeah, I mean, I know there's filters there and everybody right. takes education <laughs> and, you know, it's not all what they seem like they now have phone, like the phones that they, that have out now is I can take a picture at Disney world and with a click of a button, every other person in that photo will be deleted. So it'll look like I'm standing right. at Disney by my son. Like, look, man, what a great day. And everyone will be like, Oh my God, they're so lucky. There's no one right. there and everything. It's just so manipulative. Yeah. And we put our very best photo. Listen, you've seen it. Like people want to take a picture for Instagram. They take a hundred to get that just that right angle. Yeah. You know, so them rolls don't look, you know, <laughs> everything is just twinkling perfectly. Right. And so young people, they see that. And it's like, I'll never have that life. You know, I'll right. never I, like look at their lives. It's so it's so good. And it's so it's so bad. And like, I'm poor and I can't even do this and I can't do that. And it it, it, it brings them to this depressional state. And no matter what I say, you know, you could talk to them to their blue in the face. Like, it's really not real. Yeah. Were they there? Yeah. Mm. But, you know, it's all it's all smoke and mirrors for the most part. 
and it just it has this negative effect on them and it, it it's really sad to see you know it's mm. really sad mm. to see when i was outside like the i it was a sad day when i got beamed in the head playing <laughs> dodgeball you know and it was like a little right. redness on the cheek or I'm walking home and someone decided to hit me with a snowball. You know, I'm like, oh, man, my life's, my life's over, man. It's over. Yeah. They got me. They got me. You know, yeah. now it's just like a constant, you know, they, they just never get off their cell phones. So, yeah, I think that's, that's I think that's a, I think that's a big one. And a lot of these companies know that they are at that age are very easily influenced if they don't have the right people around them. Yeah. You know, if 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 people are letting cell phones and people on TikTok raise their kids, this is a big problem. Yeah. That's a big problem because if they find a creator that they really like and all that person has to say is, look, you need to be like this and you need this and you need that. And and that's why they that's there's a reason why they call them influencers. Yep. You know, it's like there's a reason for that because they can influence everything political. Yeah um you know the way they think what the educational like things like that i find it funny i don't know if you've ever seen this where people like a meme will get posted on like twitter yeah a meme of like some historical thing but it's a meme and people take it as truth you know <laughs> and you're just like what and and we've seen it like, i'll never like there was one that was so funny it was a picture of the people from tropic thunder and they were all standing there. Oh. And they had their guns and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and some, yeah. And somebody posted, like, in the picture, it says, let's give a shout out to our World War II veterans. Oh, and people are retweeting God. that going, yes, I, I support the troops, like, in all, like, and I'm like, that's from Tropic Thunder. That's Jack Black. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they, they're taking that as truth, you know? And they're right. like, I did a good thing. Like, I, re I retweet. They're like, how many retweets can these World War II veterans get? And I'm just like, this is the, you got what <laughs> like that's that but that's the world we live in you know yeah 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 world so that I, that uh, to me is a big is a big issue so i don't know how to correct it is that you just have they got to have mentors in their life parents need to be parents and see what's going on and um you know that's i think that's the only way to help solve that so well let me let me encourage you because i think one of the things one of the ways that you're solving that is there's a lot of people out there that will they've grown they've grown their following because they've espoused a certain viewpoint right so what, whatever you, you there's some million subcultures out there pick your subculture and they go this subculture believes this to be true so therefore i'm just going to do a book where everybody in this subculture i know they'll buy it because they want to be told this thing over and over yes. and over again but what you've done is is something that I think is really important to me. I talk a lot about on my channel, and that is the exploration of what truth even is, mm. right? Like, so so you're not coming, you're not coming to the table and be like, "Here's the message," psh, hit you in the yeah. face with it. You're coming to the table with, "Here's my life experience. Here's how I've seen this kind of evolve over time. Here's some things that have been meaningful in my life. Here's some things that have been meaningful in other people's lives." And then you have a work, right? And you say, "Now this work is meaningful to me because it has been tested." by my own life experience and other people's life experiences other readers who have read it and told me like hey you missed something here because there's something to be said there um that's in my opinion the way to get long-lasting meaningful stories like in 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 your world 
and of course I play in this world too, but in, in our world, I'll say the, the meaningful stories that came from like, let's say the original trilogy were meaningful because this is the kind of testing in, that went through George Lucas's I'm going to use myth. I'm going to test what the myths have been in the past. And now this speaks meaning into other people's lives. Um, where I think these days there is a, there's still attempts to do that in some, in some areas, but sometimes what we get is we get these messages that are just, this is something that I believe. And if you believe this, we should give each other a high five. Cause isn't this cool? And it's like, but that you haven't even tested that belief to see what happens when it, that comes about. So that's yeah. I just, that drives me nuts. So good on you for, um, for really digging into something and saying, I want to understand the truth of what this looks like and how, how this is being influenced. And especially for somebody um, who is doing this for the next generation. That's huge. That's huge. That's really cool. Cause it's, it'd be easy for you to write a book for me or for me to write a book for you, but then to understand what somebody's problems look like that aren't your problems is, is really cool. I, I really, really, I, like I totally agree. It, it would be, uh easier to to write something that would get my followers all riled up exactly and they would buy it like you know and yeah. and they would you know it, it and there would that would be that uh i totally i and, and people do that all every day so yes. it's like and and good on them you know like you find your thing and it's like no judgment here whether i agree with you or not there was i remember when uh so when this i hope your audience doesn't get mad i'm just telling a story uh, when, <laughs> when trump when trump was on twitter uh-huh. he had massive reply guys that's where like a term kind of came from uh-huh. and i remember when he was kicked off of twitter so mm-hmm. these were reply guys that that hated his policy and and, right. and every time he tweeted they were there like within seconds <laughs> of a rebuttal right. or whatever and I, this article came out, it was like, it was just reading it on how these reply guys made hundreds of thousands of dollars just Whoa. replying to Donald Trump's tweets. They, they grew an incredible following of people that agree with them, you know, and what they're saying. Like, oh, I hate this man. And it's like, oh, look at this yeah. guy. Yeah, he's, he's telling truth, man. Let me follow him. So they, yeah. they grew hundreds of thousands of followers. And they, they did this case study on like four people that just constantly... Wow. Like their job was, I guess, whenever that bell went off that Donald Trump tweeted, <laughs> they were like, they replied, right? And so yeah. their their Twitter following and their social media following just grew because they got there first. Yeah. You know, you know, he would get love or hate him, whatever. It's like he would get, you know, a million people would look at his tweet, right? Yeah. And so then, and obviously, people would scroll down, and so they built like hundreds of thousands of followers, and then they. They released the book. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And they made all this money. And when he was kicked off Twitter, even though many people praised that, these people that didn't like them were like, well, it was making <laughs> me money, man. Yeah. It was like, he's, he, I'm glad he's kicked off because he's bad. But, you know, that was like my bread and butter, you know? Yeah. So it was yeah. like, it, it. it's funny how people. And, and again, you know, it's like they found something <laughs> yeah, yeah. that 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 they that they ran with. And it's it, it was kind of funny. I'm like, man, it's like I never even thought about that. Yeah. That uh, people 
people find unique ways to build an audience and to sell them a product that their audience <laughs> is, uh, you know, fire, passionate about. Yeah. And so I, I can say the up. same thing about this, the whole welcome to rebellion. When, when, yeah. uh, like we, we talked earlier, like, you know, me and Gina Carano are, are close friends right. when, uh, she was released by Disney or Lucasfilm and, um, well, they're the same company, but she went on an interview and she was, her whole interview was about, you know, let's, let's have a, like a renaissance of, uh, you know, creativity and create and create things. And let's, let's make our own movies and our own books and our own comic books and our own stuff. And, and, uh, we complain a lot about this, but let's just do our own thing. And then she ended it with welcome to the rebellion. Basically she was just like rebelling against your fears of not, you know, of not, taking a chance to create something that you yeah. believe in and so i just took that slogan you know like you just put <laughs> it on a shirt and yeah i was like i asked her i was like hey can i put that on a shirt yeah and yeah. she's like do whatever you want jay and <laughs> man we sold thousands of shirts and i just, just want to be clear it was like i told her i said if i do this we're gonna we're gonna give the money away to charity and so every month we sold like thousands of shirts right and every mm -hmm. month the number came in and and my channel members to my YouTube channel, we were all in this discord and I'm like, all right, this is the amount of money came in. Let's pick a charity. And so it, for, for like a good year, every month wow. we gave the money and I, we showed receipts and everything. And I had somebody else help me out with that. And like, we found these uh, various charities and we gave it all away. So it was pretty, it was cool. Cause I, I like, I That's was so like, cool. I don't want to make money off like her being fired. Right. You know, right, which I can't, right. people will accuse me of that till the day I die. Cause it's like, oh, you made videos and you got merch. You got this. Like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but still people were passionate about like what she said and, and this whole thing. And so that's why I have my own podcast. That's uh, not on YouTube. It's on Spotify and iTunes called welcome to the rebellion podcast, where we just interview people that have shook off the fear Mm. They rebelled against their fear and are living their dream. And how do they get there? What are they doing? You know, from all walks of life, from content creation to artists to singers to everything. It's like, how did you rebel against your fears? So, yeah, that that's the whole premise. You know, that's awesome, that's man. Cool. That's so cool. Yeah, that's so cool to hear that you're encouraging people that way. By the way, let me just to pick up on something you said that I think is really funny. We used to have a show. So the Story Geeks is all about digging deeper into whatever it is we're watching right so over on orange grove 55 we're talking about the mandalorian and i'm asking i ask these questions like why do they keep why do they keep using a bunch of early church language in the mandalorian like this is the way they're baptizing people like what what is exactly going on there like that's the kind of questions we ask but we used to have a show called nerd fights and we would just argue about stuff like what's the best you know disney live action remake or whatever and uh, one of the ways I used to coach my team on that, I'd say, so do you guys know how to like rile people up? And they're like, uh, no, I mean, we don't, you know, they just say whatever they'd say. And I go, basically take whatever it is you were going to say that had a lot of nuance to it. And that had a lot of like care in the words you were going to use. I go, just remove all that stuff. <laughs> just, just take all that stuff out and say whatever the most basic thing you can say is, and that's gonna rile people up. And that's what that's what that's what both sides. So whether it's whether it's the 
the tweet that Trump is making or whether it's the response to the to the tweet yeah. that Trump made. It's like if you want to fire people up, just remove all the nuance, man. You're not going to find a lot of truth there. You won't find a lot of truth there. But but Twitter is not necessarily. So to your earlier point, Twitter is not a great place to find truth because not, you only have, not at all. <laughs> not at all. You don't have enough characters to get the truth. Yeah. Like it takes a long time to uncover and understand truth at a deeper level. Um, uh, let me ask you about a couple things relative uh, relative to those to those things. You've tweeted out before. You've tweeted out. In fact, I responded to you one time and said, "Hey, look, thanks for tweeting a Bible verse on Twitter. That's really cool." Mm -hmm. I mean, some people do that, and that's uh, I think that's really cool. Where does where does that come into play when you talk about purpose and value? And like, where does where do the underpin underpinnings of your beliefs where do those come from? Uh grew up in a very strict religious home okay. where couldn't really watch movies or it was like really strict yeah. and like the only film like for some odd reason star wars and indiana jones but like my parents were like ah, those are okay like we'll let those slide maybe i think it's because they wanted to watch it but yeah you know, even like comic books and like certain things it was just like really really strict and i remember you know once i got a little older it was like this is dumb like this ain't for me you know yeah and i re i remember at the time and a lot of things have changed since then i i was constantly told that if you don't follow this list of rules mm. then god can never love you right mm. it was like if you do yeah. this if you see this if you say this if you act this way if you do this and I got to this place like early, you know, when I was getting ready to leave the house to uh, mm -hmm. to move, I was like, there's it's impossible for me to follow this. Yeah. I was like, who can follow these rules? Like, <laughs> this is impossible. I can't be perfect. I ain't walking on water. So it's like, God, he just probably doesn't love me. Like, I, I just I'm just going to live my life then and die and whatever, because this is impossible. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's it. you are putting so much pressure on it and it's like making us miserable life isn't worth living like this and this and, that. and so i just was like i'm done i'm mm. done and so I, I moved from at the time we were close to washington dc area and then i moved mm. to miami and you know started going to community college there and um just living just living life and there was uh a a group like in college that was like uh they did a lot of volunteer work and mm. they were planning a trip to africa like we were going to go to africa and we were going to help the poor people in africa and i was like there was a girl there you know all that that whole nonsense and so it's like <laughs> yeah i'll go i'll go and so uh, for some however it worked i ended up heading out to africa <laughs> and uh, i was kenya and um were there and that was the first time in my life that i that i saw like real poverty um uh, people like yeah. eating you know a handful of rice a day yeah you know for like 20 years and working you know just like moving rocks just just mm -hmm. to get a handful of rice and it really it really impacted me because like when we were done you know that's a whole nother story but when we were done we were just helping people and uh i don't know why we were even out there but um we were I, we were building rain collectors but mm. it, it, it which is just it's just like a big rubber tub where the rain falls off the roof and it's collected in a bowl it, re it really wasn't that i i think the 
the main purpose was for us to see different cultures and and life and, mm. and and like we're going back to our hotel and there's like food, you know, it's a bit basically a buffet and I'm like, man, two hour drive these these people are eating nothing, <laughs> and it really had an impact on me where it was like, uh, I think that's gonna be my purpose and we're gonna I'm just I want to I want to I want to do more. I get back to the states, I started going through like some training. And then the uh, the earthquake hit in Haiti, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so being in Miami, it's like an hour and a half flight. And they were, people were asking for volunteers. And they're like, Jay, you've been through training. You want to go You want to go to Haiti and stuff? And I was like, yeah, I'll go. And I ended up, mm-hmm. I ended up uh, staying for several years. And it would be back and forth to Miami mm-hmm. and Haiti. But it was, it was like a project of mine. While I was finishing up school and and other stuff, but during that time, it was like it was like God was trying to he still. He was like knocking, like trying to figure this out, and mm. and I was just like, I'm gonna show you that he's not real, you know, like mm. like because I can't love this guy, like he, it's impossible. Mm. I'm not doing that, and. And yeah, there were times where it was weird because it was built into my psyche to always, you know, make sure you still go to church and everything. So I would show up anyway. I I had to go all the way to China because I've been around the world like twice over. And again, that's a whole nother interview. But I wasn't I went to China and there was a a Christian there that was that was Chinese. And Mm. he was just like, Jay, you went all over the place. Like, go back to the America. Just go back to America. And just read the red letters, man. Don't read any podcasts. Don't don't listen to any preacher. Don't do anything. Just read the red letters of the Bible. Then tell me what you think. Like, stop flying all over the world to discover that God and all that. Stop doing that. Just read the red letters in the Bible. That's all you need to read. And then tell me, you know, message me and tell me what you think. Will you do that for me? I was like, I'll do that. So I get back and and I was like, okay cracked open the old bible yeah if you don't know what the red letters are it's the uh it's where jesus talked in a lot of bibles they they highlight his letters in red while the rest of the bible is in black Mm -hmm. and so i saw these you know i saw this basic if you see someone that's hungry give them something to eat okay all right Mm -hmm. that's pretty that's not hard to do if you have two (laughs) coats give one you know give another if you have two coats give one who needs one it's like these little basic principles that I'm like, that's really not that, you know, it's really not that uh, brain busting. You know, why are we like spending all our time trying to translate that in like original Greek? You know, it's like, <laughs> why do I got to sing songs about like, uh, you know, feeding, feeding people that are hungry? And it just it really spoke to me. And it's like, mm. OK, this is not the same person that I was taught that was angry mm. all the time that just was so mad he's just like basically he was just saying there's people out there that are hurting you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if you have the ability like like just help them out you know it, it there's the one not to get all preachy but it was just he talks about he's like i was hungry and you fed me i was thirsty you gave me something to drink i was naked and you gave me clothes i was in prison and you visited me come to me all you faithful, you know, he's talking about it. I'm like, man, that's just so, such a easy thing. It's it's easier than people realize, mm. you know, it's such an easy thing to uh, to accomplish in our day to day. You know, there's plenty of people in this world that are hungry, that that could yeah. use an extra shirt, that could use a ride to work, that could use an ear to listen to that. 
we all have particular skills that we're good at that people are lacking. Some people are great with numbers. Some people are great with finance. Some people are great, you know, just with organization. Some people are great at cleaning. You know, some <laughs> people are great at cooking. Some people are great. And there are people out there that are, that are, uh, you know, they're not, they're not smart on what they're doing. They're hurting their bodies because of the food that they're eating. They're not, they're terrible with their money because they don't understand how it works properly. Not, I mean, mm. even, even basic skills of a savings account. And it's like, that that's where you can find purpose you know it's mm, like they're they're mm. out there trust me they're out there they're everywhere yeah. and it's like we all have these these skills and and what i took out from all of that it was just like uh jesus was and this is just for me and no one else and i'm still mm. on this journey it was just jesus was like hey i love you enough to uh come to this earth and give you some purpose and there's a lot of hurting people out there and take some time out of your day to to make sure people are eating and are being taken care of. And that's why ever since then, uh, if you, people that know me like every year we pick, uh, I usually help build a school or an orphanage in different countries all around the world. So that's why I've been around the world several times. And it's, it's, I'm not any hero. I'm not no saint. I'm not any of that stuff. Like it's just something that I feel for me, for me personally to, to do. And I enjoy doing, I love doing it. And uh, my personal YouTube channel, even though I, I talk a lot of trash about like <laughs> pop culture and Star Wars and all that stuff, we have come together. It's 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 amazing. Like every year and uh, we like two years ago, we built a, a, an orphanage in El Salvador and they say I go there and I take pictures and like this is where your money's going and all that. And and these this past year, we built a special needs home in Mexico. Wow. And uh, so like it's just it's been a great journey all that and that's that's where my faith is kind of rooted at it's it's uh everybody i i feel like we're all on this walk mm -hmm. and some people are here and some people are there and some people are here and who am i to say hey man like whatever but if you ask my opinion on something i'll give it to, i'll give it to you honestly mm -hmm. and i'll just tell you what works for me but it, there's just a lot of hurting people out there that could use whatever what whatever skill that we have to uh help them get to the next level and i think that really shows the love of god on mm -hmm. on their on their life you know uh that that's what i that's what i that's how i feel today could that change yeah. in a month probably <laughs> maybe i right. don't know but you know it's 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 been a blessing doing that and uh i don't see myself stopping anytime soon so that's so cool one of the things that that you have done then um and one of the reasons why i think it is when you when you talk about things um i like to listen and here's i think this is what it is it's easy to deconstruct your belief system i, I grew up in a uh, in what i would call a cult because i feel like it was mm. more focused on it was more focused on the the to-do lists like like you were talking about as opposed to focusing on loving other people mm. and really showcasing christ to them and because I grew up in that environment, I had to de I tried to start deconstructing it just like you did. Like, like that, that's not truth either, right? Like if you fit into this little box where it's like it's all works based, there's it's very easy to see how that will fall apart. But what's difficult to do, so it's easy to deconstruct, what's difficult to do is reconstruct and say, mm -hmm. I am gonna believe in something. I'm not just gonna say, like, I believe in nothing because obviously this is 
bullshit. Like, I, I'm, like yeah. that's easy to do. What's difficult to do is reconstruct something that you can say, I'm actually passionate about this because I can find purpose and value in this context. Um, that's well, I mean, a lot I, harder to do. <laughs> I agree. And, and I, you know, just going over the life of Jesus, he, the, the people that he was mad at the most in the Bible were the religious folk. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like the, like the, in, as a history, like my major is in history, you know, my mm. master's degree mm. is actually in Roman history. And so the, at the time when the Roman, when the Romans, uh, you know, they ruled the uh, known world. People hated the Roman. People in Jerusalem hated Roman. Hated them. They're like you occupying yeah. our town. Like hated them, and yet Jesus was like, he was healing their sick, you know, and he was, he he was more angry at the religious people than the Romans. And it it just goes to show you that it, it yeah, it's just, it's all about you know loving and and taking care of and. And I don't have all the biblical answers and I don't like don't come to me and be like, you know, Jay, tell me about this. I just know, like, I just take time every day to read to, to, to read my Bible and to try to learn what's best and how to work on my own self every single day. I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'll never claim to be and probably not the best example, you know, and but we're I'm on the I'm on the journey. You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> yeah, like I'm yeah, on yeah. the journey. So it's like. Yeah. I'm on the journey and I'm, I'm enjoying the journey. I'm enjoying this journey because I didn't enjoy it back then, but I'm, I'm enjoying it today. And it, it, it's, it's my life. If anything it has been since, I don't know if it's like, since I've been on this road, but it's been, it's been a wild ride and mm. I can't, you know, like Gina Carano messaged me on Twitter and how all that happened to last year going, you know, being, with her at every MegaCon and meeting all these people that I grew up with, you know, like seeing me like fanboy at Sean Ashton and her going, what are you doing, Jay? You're embarrassing me, you know, in front of my fellow colleagues. You know, I was like, he was in the Goonies, man. I love the Goonies. Oh my God. And, you know, from being able to travel around the world twice over and, and just seeing people and um, being a part of geeks and people are always like, how, why are you a part of geeks and gamers? They're terrible people. It's like, well, I love theme parks, you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. And so they, they have me run their theme park division and, and I love those guys over there. And it's just been a, it's just been a while. Like who else can say I get paid to go to the theme parks, <laughs> you know, like who can yeah. say, it? you know what I mean? It's like, what a wild, what a crazy ride this has been for me. And it's just, you know, yeah, I'm just enjoying it. Cause you just like tomorrow's tomorrow. I ain't promised to nobody, you know? And it's like, That's let's, right enjoy it man enjoy the ride and and have want have fun while doing it that and that's the other thing too and and again that's not to be preachy it's just i i feel a lot of people in a religious uh sphere or, or wherever that space they're just not they feel like it's it's got to be serious all the time right mm -hmm. and they portray jesus as and yeah did he have serious times of course but he, they just portray him as this guy like that 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 comes around like points fingers at people and no fun zone here right? <laughs> right and i'm like dude his first miracle he was at a wedding i don't know if you understand how big these jewish you know these weddings were they were like the big freaking parties of the town man and his first thing was like 
We're out of wine. All right. <laughs> Boom. You know, I got you. I got you. And everyone's like, right. man, it's the best drink I've had in like eight. Where'd you get this wine from? And that's in the Bible. You know, yep. it's like, yep. I, I believe Jesus had a lot of laughs and a lot of fun. And, and we can't, we just can't get so bogged down with just being angry and so serious all the time. And life is is such a precious gift you know it's such a it, it and it, it's so much beauty out there and there's so many things to see and experience and to taste and and create and see all these things it's like i don't i don't think that god did all that for us to, to be how dare you wear that hat man what's wrong with you you know it's yeah. like yeah, he's, yeah, I, yeah. I, I just don't think like that <laughs> again uh, that that's just me yeah. you know uh, I'm on the journey, but I just I, I have just had a new I just love love seeing things in life and people happy and and people doing with their passion and all that stuff and seeing my friends succeed. It's just it brings me so much joy yeah. and it didn't always, but it, it does today. So, you know, that that's just where I'm at. That's just where I'm at with faith and and life and everything. So. Well, that's a great story in and of itself, man. So I love to hear it. And I could ask you about theme parks. I could ask you about Gina Carano, but I love ending <laughs> it there because that is very, very meaningful and relevant. So uh, where can people find your new book? How can they get their hands on that? How can they support that? And then where else can they listen to all the other projects that you're working on? Um, so it's at an Indiegogo link. Okay. And it's Acromatic Chronicles Blue. And I'm sure you'll have the, the link somewhere. Yeah, yeah, wherever yeah, you post it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'll be down <laughs> but, in, the, uh, in the show notes. Yeah, you could you could check it out, and it's gonna be running for another 20 days, I believe. And okay. um just check it out. And and I, I think many people should support you know, people being creative. I love doing that myself, and I, I think you're gonna enjoy the story. I think people will really enjoy the story, um, this adventure story of book one. And, and listen, if there is, you know, for some reason you're like, I really want to support you, Jay, but I don't really care for the book. I totally get it. There is a donation <laughs> tier where you can buy books for young people that, that can't afford it because in October, once the fulfillment's done, once the books are out, once everybody has them around October, I'm going to take all the donated ones and we're going to vlog it. It's going to be, it's going to be, I'm going to love it. We're going to go to boys and girls clubs, some children's hospitals. We've already been in contact with some schools in California. Uh, one was in New York. They were like, we'd love to have these in our classrooms. And it's not like pushing them. You have to read this. This is this. Yeah. But it's like having, you know, just having it there. And if a young person enjoys the story, the, the whole thing is just let them have it. Let them take it home and uh, let me know. If, if you can, because then, you know, when the, if we get to the next one, they can have that one, too. So you, you can donate a bunch of books to to uh, to young people and, and we're going to vlog it. I love it. I can't wait for that. We've been in contact with one company that brings comic books and graphic novels to uh, kids that are like in their own, I guess, a hospice. They like they're you know, they have incurable cancer and 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 diseases and they're always they're looking for just just some cool stuff for them to read to be encouraged and stuff and i'm like oh i'm all about that like let me know how many you need and you know i don't need any pitch i like you know i don't don't videotape a, a poor child or anything but it's just uh, just something that i can have and say this is what we did and so there's all that and then we're gonna take some out of the country as well and and it's just gonna it's gonna be fun man like that's what i'm most looking 
forward to. <laughs> uh, so if you want to help me in those efforts, there's a donation tier where you can just donate a bunch of books for um, for some young people. So that'd, that'd be really cool. Also on YouTube, Everything Drunk 3PO. If you follow me on Twitter, I uh, listen, I'm just kind of a troll. I have fun. I laugh <laughs> at stuff. My grammar's horrible. Uh, I tweet out dumb stuff all the time. And, you know, uh, you won't find any bad. I try not to use hardly ever use bad language. And so um, anything drunk 3PO on YouTube. And also, if you're like, I'd, I'd rather I'd like to listen to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify. It's called Welcome to the Rebellion podcast. And all my interviews are there. So all, all of them are there. So that's where you can. That's find amazing. Me. That's amazing. Well, thank yeah, you. If so you want much one of these shirts, me. Nine Line Apparel, yeah. man, Nine Line Apparel has all these shirts, and feel good about your purpose, uh, like your purchase, because percentage of the the funds goes to help veterans. Um, and that's why I went with that company. Uh, a lot of companies came and they're like, "Hey, we'd love to do your merch." And Nine Line was like, "Well, you know, some of the money goes to help these veterans. They build transitional homes in Georgia for veterans that are kind of." You know, they just need a little help getting back on their feet. And I, I'm like, oh, I'm all about that. Like, I'm all about that. So let's let's sell some shirts and, and help some veterans along the way. So it's all that's there, man. Cool, man. All yeah, there. that's so cool. <laughs> we'll definitely take some time. Um, follow Jay. Check out what he's up to. Uh, he's been a great follow from my, from my perspective. I follow him. And I think that uh, he's doing some really cool stuff. So please support what he's up to and, and thanks for taking the time we we're meeting on a, a monday morning early right after the time change and i appreciate you taking the time because you've got this whole tour you're doing you're a busy guy thanks for man, taking I the time to talk the to invite, me man it's it's a it's an honor it's an honor to be invited onto other people's platform it really is you know it's something i don't take for granted whether it's big or small this is still like this is what you're creating you know it's like respect the home and and uh, you could have had somebody. You could have had. You could have those Orange Grove people on. You know. <laughs> yeah, those. You crazy know, OG. You could have OG on. Talk about Disneyland. <laughs> Come on, nobody wants to hear that. OG. <laughs> I love that dude, man. I love that dude. See, he, he's he's such a good dude. All, he's all of them awesome. Over there. He's awesome. All of them over yeah. there are good people. That's so. the, that's the truth. That's the truth. Well, thanks again, sir, and please go support what Jay's up to. A lot of good stuff. And even even if you don't like the stories, you're still supporting the people, and that's even more what matters. So thank you, Jay, for doing that. I appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Special thanks to Jay, Drunk3PO on Twitter and YouTube for joining me today. What did you think of our conversation? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you'd like my reaction to today's show, along with additional insights and commentary, please support How Stories Work on Patreon. The link to Jay's project, Acromatic Chronicles Blue, and the link to my Patreon are both down below in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Now, let's go write something awesome. Bye. <laughs>